I'm Cape. And I'm Drew. We're just two former student athletes who understand the game. Not just on the court. But in life. At the end of the day, we just want to help. Today's athletes and former just trying to find their way. It's bigger than sports. This, this is, is the Cape and Drew Podcast. Podcast the, the Real, real TikTok. TikTok. What's up, everybody? I'm Kate. I'm Drew. Today, we got a special guest. Um, it's amazing how basketball kind of works and, and brings people together. Um, I'm, I think me and Drew are, are big fans of this guy. He didn't even know it. But uh, I, I remember seeing this guy on TV and watching him. And you ain't that much older than me. You got, I think you're only a year older than me. But yeah. you know, when certain guys play at a certain level, uh, that you aspire to be in, you start paying attention and start asking yourself, are you that good? <laughs> and, um, you know, this is one of the guys that I remember watching because you used to wear the shirt underneath your jersey. Um, <laughs> I thought that was cool. Not, not not a lot of, I think you and Ben Gordon was the ones that was doing it back then real heavy. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, skinny guys, so I said, if, if big light skinner could do it, I could do it too. <laughs> so, uh, so I started wearing the uh, shirt under my jersey too, man. But um, this guy has played at the highest level, and uh, we're happy to have him. This is uh, AJ Moyer. What's going on, man? What's going on, man? Nice, nice to be on here, man. Nice. Uh, I'm just very grateful you guys uh, wanted the, the the talk with me, man. So you know, I took the time out. Oh, I, Definitely appreciate it, man. Uh, you know, the first question we always ask people, man, especially since now you got the pandemic, but you yeah. know, with stuff going on last week, we just kind of asked, you know, how have things been, you know, for for you personally during these times? Well, man, it's 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 been a it's been a bit wild, <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, you know, at first, you know, because this is this is unprecedented, man. I just felt bad for my daughter because my daughter is a senior in high school now. My, my eldest right and um so her i remember her junior year like in march it just shut down you know they didn't go to school mm. um she hadn't been to school yet this year mm. so it's just tough and there's nothing that i can um i can draw from you know from past experience and that's the tough part i even said that to her i said you know i, I would say, tell you to do this to do that but you know, I really don't know how to feel or how, how you're feeling. You know, I try to love her and just try to be there for her, but yeah. it's real tough. But um, other than that, man, at my job, man, fortunately, man, we, we were able to, to, to pretty much stay open. We, we, we closed for about two, two, three months. But uh, but other than that, man, it's been it's been good. You know, I'm working every day. And um, but it's, it's tough, man, trying to dodge this, this COVID. It's tough. Yeah, and I would imagine your daughter, how old is she, said? My daughter's uh, 17. Oh, man. And then I got then I got one that's about to be two here in uh, March 10th. So, yeah, I got them all over. Yeah, well, that 17 is funny. It's, it's, you're talking about, I mean, I just can't imagine. I, I talked to my colleagues about what these teenagers could be going through. Because they, it's like easy for me to stay home as a, as a 37-year-old man with my wife and my kid. But as a 17-year-old, I'd still be wanting to get out there and I really understand them what the pandemic is about mm -hmm. uh, and just being wanting to be around my friends all the time. So I know it's just, are you tutoring? Are y'all got the homeschooling and logging into Zoom with her and stuff? Well, well now she, I mean, she's 17. So, you know, she, yeah. she got, she, she has all that. And um, yeah. the thing yeah. is too, the one thing I love about her, she's a lot like me. 
So I wasn't like um like I was I was known, of course, you know, I was popular, you know, you Mr. Basketball and all that. Everybody likes you, but I was very quiet. So when my games was over, my mom was always like at my games, she'd always be expecting me to be like, all right, mom, I'm about to run here with such and such and I'll and then I'll see you later. But I always came home with my mom and you know, I played solitaire, I read books, I took pictures, I you know, I like to draw, I like to write poetry, I like, you know, yeah. so I'm I'm very much an introvert and that's how my daughter is. So Okay. That's good. <laughs> that's cool because uh I know we um so around here, right? High school students are supposed to start next week. And mm-hmm. they haven't gone the whole year. So they amped wow. up to get ready to go. But my wife, she's a principal at a middle school, and she was all like, the, uh, the superintendent, she's actually having a meeting tomorrow with the board, and she's going to go ahead and ch- recommend they stay home the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, was, and she's thinking like, yo, imagine you waiting all this time to get to school, and then like a week before you're supposed to go, they're probably about to shut it down. No, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it really is a... Uh, it really is a complicated uh, scenario, man. And then with, with uh, these new strands of the of the disease popping up, and yeah. it's like, man. Yeah, and you in Cali, so and y'all one mm-hmm. of the hot spots. Uh, oh, yeah, Cali is shut down, man. Like Cali is like, there's no schools here, man. There's no anything. Like you know, at some in some locations. <laughs> Is she saying yellow? My little girl losing it <laughs> in, some, in some locations. Yeah, but there's there's um, you know they have games, they have things of that nature. Like in California, there's nothing. Wow. There's absolutely nothing. I be trying to figure out. Like I keep seeing on like online these little highlights of high school games. I be thinking like, where are they playing at? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I can't bro, even imagine like it's real stuff going on, but yes, yeah, and then Cali, I think it's like that's the considered like the epicenter now. Like, it's like a ten to fourteen percent infection rate. It's mm-hmm. yeah, and, and it's no yeah. end in sight. These vaccines coming, but I mean, still, who knows? Man, I want I want to wait to about the sixteenth, seventeenth batch before I jump in there, man. I don't, I, can't, <laughs> I can't do it right now. I can't be. <laughs> Uh-uh. I can't be on that front line, man. Nah. Right now. I don't believe in it. I mean, I believe in it, but I, I mean, eventually we all going to have to get it, I think. But it's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's kind of scary when you think about it. But anyway, uh, obviously you hooped at a, at a high level. We're going to talk about your experience there. But when did you know you were you were good, man? I mean, I think we all had that moment where we were like, okay, I can probably at least get a college scholarship yeah. What was that? And you know what? The, the crazy thing about it was like, I think being good is like, you got to know you're good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So my thing was like, it was never a confidence thing. I was always the most confident dude in the world. So I remember I played uh, AU in seventh grade and man, they would never play me. Mm-hmm. Like I played on the Atlanta Celtics. Good team. Like all of my teammates were D1. All of my teammates were, were absolute monsters. So we won a national championship when I was 14. We won it when I was 15. When I was 16, we went all the way to the championship game. We lost to Zach Randolph. But, in you know, Vegas, I always big thought. Time, big time you said what? In big, at big time in Vegas? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. No, but no, in the national championship. Now, at big time in Vegas, that's when I, where I played Deshaun Stevenson. And we, we had a duel there. I think he had like 47. I had like 41. 
it was pretty good. They, they wrote about it in ESPN, the magazine. But um, but yeah, back to that. It's like I wasn't like so. I was I I thought I was good, but no one else did. So <laughs> it was like no one knew who I was. And then like my junior year in high school, I led my high school team to the state championship, and I beat like everybody in the state that was that was supposed to be better than me. And then the first week of the AAU season in the spring, uh, they had that Bob Gibbons tournament. And it used to be at Duke, mm -hmm. North Carolina, and NC State. Like, you would play on those courts. That was crazy, mm -hmm. right? Yes. But I went there, and I beat uh, I, I beat everybody. I beat Chris Duhon. I beat Alvin Ford. He was, like, number two. And I beat, uh, I, like, I beat, like, literally everybody. And then I beat Jared Wallace in the mm -hmm. championship. And Jared Wallace was number one in the country. Yep. And so after that, it was like I went from no one knowing me to the people saying I was top 25. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty cool. But I, it, it was a little overwhelming, the recruitment of it all, because it went from like one day no one knew me. And then the next day I got a hand letter from Coach K. So, you know, it, it was like, it's like, you know, I didn't know what to do. Like I, I was, and then being like, like I said, an introvert, I was scared. Like, man, I didn't even answer the phone. I didn't like talking. My mother did most of the talking or my father did. But like, so coaches, when they would like, like me, like, like, uh, what's the guy who coached Kawhi Leonard? Coached at Michigan. Oh, dang. I know. Bill, Bill something. Yeah. Um, but he was, it's going to kill me now. What's his name? Great coach. <laughs> but like, he just got the job at San Diego State. So yeah. he he was he was at my house. Behan, he was Behan, at my, what's his name? No, no, Bill something. Um, San Diego State. Let me see. I'm gonna it's gonna, it's gonna get on. Talk about. It's going it's gonna mess with me now. Yeah. Or is it Steve? I don't know. Yeah. Steve Fisher. Steve Fisher. Steve Fisher. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he was like everywhere. He's at my house. He was everywhere. I mean, I come home from school, we'd be in the house talking to my mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and so, but he was he was trying to tell me about, you know, like what he did with Kawhi. He was trying to tell me about that. Like back in the day, he's like, hey man, you can come there, you can be this, you can be that. But I, that that kind of scared me. So like everyone in the world was talking. And then I remember Coach Knight. Um, so I gotta back that up even more. Like my junior year, like my best friend in the world is Jeff Newton. He played at IU. Mm -hmm. And um, so he went to IU and the coach Knight asked me, he said, well, what do you think about it? I'll go. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I said, you got my boy. So um, coach Knight recruited me. And then, I mean, yeah, Allen Henderson was talking to me all the time because Allen Henderson, he was on Atlanta Hawks then. Mm -hmm. And then also um, Isaiah Thomas. And when I talked to Isaiah Thomas, it was a rap. I was, you, know, <laughs> you, gonna, you ain't gonna say no to Isaiah Thomas. Right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah kinda, Man, that's kind of crazy. How, uh, that's kind of how UNC work. You know, it, it get to a uh, get to a pivot point, and you know, kids are trying to decide to get MJ. We're gonna say no to MJ about going to Carolina. Yeah, exactly. You know, and all those AAU stories you're talking about, right? Like Cape and I, we both played the Bob Gibbons. We uh, we seen the Athletic Celtics play, but we we weren't on that level to where we we even sniffed domination the Bob Gibbons. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, I think we got maybe two buckets in the tournament. We was all like, okay, that was all right. That was something to grow on. <laughs> I, remember, I remember playing against Gerald Wallace, though. I remember because I kept, you know, Man, hey. the internet wasn't popping like it is now. You know what I Yo, mean? Yo, Gerald Wallace was insane, bro. Insane. People, bro. people would never understand. Like, I never seen a guy jump as high as he jumped. No, mm. and he was country. He from Alabama, right? If I'm not mistaken. Damn, Alabama. He played on Alabama ice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, bro, yeah. I remember we had a tournament in Atlanta. It was called Atlanta Basketball Classic, and we played them in the championship there. I broke my wrist trying to block his dunk, Ooh. and so I blocked it. But he was so hard, so strong. He bent my wrist back like my my hand was like touching my arm. Oh, uh, like backwards, and, and he fractured my wrist. I had to, I had to sit out like two, two months. Like I didn't play till the summertime because of that. Uh, who, who was on so that uh, Atlanta Celtics team with you? Say what? Who was on that Atlanta Celtics team with you? Oh man, it was uh, me, uh, Robert Swain. He played at UConn. AJ Meredith. He played at University of New Orleans. Levarticus Atkins. He played at SMU. Uh, we had Big Dennis Smith. He went to Marys. We had Gabriel Lee. He's a big man. He went to UMass. Uh, we had Demetrius Smith. He went to Alabama. So we we just had a lot of like like good good players. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think the next year they had they the, I think didn't Jonathan Hargett play on the team? Nah, see, now nah, he hey Jonathan Hargett. Like, that's my boy. I talk with him all the time. Like. He's nasty. He oh. was the he was the best player I ever seen in my life, bro. To the day hey, I tell people that. Listen, mm. let me tell you, because we played at VCU, and you know he's from Richmond. He's from that area. Yeah, man. So, hey, I played I played him in the national championship in eighth grade and ninth grade. The boy, the boy was incredible, dog. Mm -hmm. I mean, just just like I mean, five nine, five ten. But I remember, and then oh, so I, I started my career at UNC Asheville. And we played, we ended up playing West Virginia his freshman year. Me and him the same class. And mm. so he he didn't, I, I think I know he started, but I think he had gotten in some trouble. You know, he it was yeah, yeah, he was getting in trouble. Yeah, he, he stayed in a little bit of trouble. But he had like 22, 11, and 7. And he played like he, you know, we got blown out. So he didn't play the whole mm. game. I'm looking at this dude like, yo, but he's so small, but he don't he don't act he don't like that you know what I mean nah he don't play like it man yeah yeah I saw a podcast he was just on not too long ago and he was just talking about you know him being out and and his his new outlook on life and whatnot so it's good to see mm -hmm. him trying to stay on the right course these days um yeah it's, but, uh, it's ahead, crazy like you get to our next question man um so we kind of talk about the schools that are recruiting you but we only used to read about these type of guys like in magazines as far as yeah, guys that would actually want to play with for Bobby Knight. <laughs> so yeah. it was kind of like, well, what made you kind of go in that direction? Just because, yeah, because I, I was, I was the, la I was his last recruit. Like me mm. and Jared Jeffries, we were the last recruits. And Andre Owens, right? Mm. But uh, it was, it was weird because, like that, I, my mother, like if you know my mother, and a lot of people don't, but so my mom is like, we grew up in Atlanta on the South Side. And like in my neighborhood, you know, a lot of people don't don't make it out or a lot of people, you know, they get in trouble. They do this. My mother has three kids and all of them graduated college. Wow. So that, that, that tells you a lot about my mom. My mom didn't play. Yeah. So like with my oldest brother, he had to have a 3.0. And then my, 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 my middle oldest brother, 
he had to have a 3.5. And then so by the time I came, my mom told me I had to have straight A's. Like, you know, I never got a B in my life. I haven't got a B in high school in my life. I just didn't Ooh. get one. Because whenever I got one, my mom wouldn't let me play. Mm. So that, that was the cool thing about college that I liked. I could get, at least get a B and I could still play. My mom was like, <laughs> she was next. Yeah. But uh, so my, my mom was like, discipline, discipline, discipline. And so I craved that. And then the thing I liked about Bobby Knight was like Bobby Knight was was honest. Like every every other coach was like telling me um like telling me telling me those oh yeah you're gonna start you're gonna play blah 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 you'll take this many shots tonight and and a lot of the times they were programs where I was like well coach you don't traditionally have like a two or a three really shoot that much so like how are you gonna use me? And so, like, I'd ask them questions, like, real questions. And I knew they were, like, just joshing. And Coach Knight was like, yo, I like you. I love your toughness. I love your demeanor. He said, I believe in you. And he said, and if you go there, I'll tell you this. You'll have a chance to play for a national championship all four of your years there. And I was like, cool, sign me up. You know, he didn't promise me anything. He said, but if you work hard, you'll see the floor. And you can, and you can help, you know, add to what we already have in Indiana. And I was I was all for it. And then Coach Knight is like, he's like one of those guys I, I just I love from the jump. You know, I just I love discipline. I, I just believe there's a way to play basketball. Like there's a way to do anything in life. And so everything I do in life, I always want to put my best foot forward and make sure that I give it everything that I can possibly give. Yeah, and AJ, I read something, uh, two things that uh you, you said that, that Coach Knight didn't promise you anything but uh, opportunity to play. And mm -hmm. he said, you got to go to class. And, oh, yeah. And other coaches that were recruiting you didn't necessarily say those things to you. Yeah, boy, I get, like, I, I get those people on the bus, but I'm not. But, like, I, mm -hmm. I had one coach. I don't, I don't think he knew me or my mother. Well, I, I like because a lot of times they know where you come from. And they think, well, all right, he's he's from here, you know, uh, he's from like uh, a family that, you know, and I don't think they really know my family, yeah, because like people, a lot of times they thought I just grew up with my mom, but like my father had a good influence, and then I, my mother was remarried, so I had a great stepfather, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I I grew up in a home with people who work hard, and people that respect people and love people and care for people, and so I like I kept running these coaches, they were like, well. Ma'am, he, he's not going to have to go to school here. You don't have to worry about that. As long as he's playing ball, he'll be just fine with this, this, this. And then, I, and then, I, and then like, one school, I remember they called the house, and they're like, yo, AJ? And I was like, yeah. They're like, well, there's an explorer parked around the corner with 35000 in it in the glove compartment. You can have it. I'm like, nah, you know what I mean? So it's, it was crazy stuff, man. But, you know, yeah. I guess yeah. it happens. The other, the other thing I read, too, was that, and, and uh, you know, and you can speak on it or not, but I did some research, so, you know, that's part of the thing, you know, we want to make sure mm -hmm. we're prepared. And, you know, I think you had found out that your best friend had just passed the mm -hmm. same day Coach Knight had showed up to your mm -hmm. house. And you, you talked about how he just kind of put his arms around you and just talked to you about life. Um, and not necessarily about basketball, and that had a big yeah. reason why you wanted to play. Well, and that, that was the reason. That was a big reason why I went there too. So my best friend died September sixteenth, mm -hmm. and um, I just remember 
like September 6th, like he, we never talked about basketball anymore, actually, until I committed. Like every time he talked to me, we talk about life. We talk about, you know, um, philosophers, man. We talk about all types of stuff. He talked about fishing. He'd ask me what I like to do. I tell him what I like to do, and we we just talk. Yeah. And that that right there that showed me. I said, well, man, at least at least he cares about me, the person. Because right. every other coach was like, well, AJ, man, you got any word on the commitment yet? I mean, are you leaning here? Where are you gonna go? Or is it this? Is it that? Mm-hmm. Or just you know silly stuff. And so like some of them didn't even know my best friend died. So I'm like, <laughs> like I'm not going there. Like if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. So. It was just it, it it was just something that was uh heartfelt and sincere. That's what I felt, yeah. and uh, that's one of my greatest um one of my greatest uh what do you call it regrets regrets about yeah. regrets in life is that I didn't get to play for Coach Knight because you know he's 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 my type of coach. Yeah, and he ended up getting fired. I guess that summer or that year before you actually no he got he got fired like I, he was coaching us for like about. A month, and then he got fired. Oh yeah, with mm. everything. Yep. And Did then, you know it was coming, or was it kind of like? Uh... No, nah, we didn't. We didn't. So, so like when it happened, the crazy thing was like me, Jeff Newton, Jared Jeffries. We we're about to work out, have individual workouts, and we saw it happen. Now we we weren't there. We weren't like there, there. Like few. Like I think JJ might have been there. Newton might have been there, but like Coach Knight's old school. So like if you if you walk up on. He's gonna touch you, but he's not like hitting you. Like, so he, the kids said, Hey, Knight, how's it hanging? And Coach Knight just grabbed him by his elbow, didn't like grab him, but just touched him on the elbow and said, Hey, son, my name is Mr. or Coach. And and, mm-hmm. and, and that was it. And he walked off, right? Mm. And, and then the kids said, like, Coach Knight tried to assault him and this and this and that. And then it turned real weird. And then Coach Knight was like, he told us, like, you know, don't worry about it. No one's going to take the job. You know, I talked with everyone, this, this, this. So we were thinking that, all right, cool, it's going to blow over. And then when they brought us up to Indy, we all kind of thought it was going to be weird because we went to Indy, Indiana. Because, you know, it was like there's all sorts of, like, Indianas. So I think they took us to IUPUI for, like, the press conference. And then they announced it. And even when they announced it, I was looking like, I'm like, this this can't be possible. This can't be true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that story too. And like I just feel like, you know, today it's kind of one of those flip things. Like today that could easily happen, but it could also easily be proven that it wasn't that serious, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's the thing. Like it, it's like if somebody would have had a phone or something of it, it wouldn't have been nothing. Mm. But because of because of his past behaviors or transgressions or what have you. They put him on that zero tolerance thing. And yeah. so that was it. That was it. Yeah. So you end up you end up playing for Mike Davis. So how how was your I your IU experience, man? How was it being in Indiana? Oh man, it was great, man. It was great because you know, Indiana, we're known for basketball. Yeah. So when you're winning games in Indiana, man, you're, you're doing good. You know, I think I might have played in like the top five amount of games all time or something like that. So we, we were winning and we were doing good. And so that, that, that made it awesome. Um, playing for Coach Davis was great because Coach Davis was one of these, uh, he's one of these creative thinkers, a new age thinker. He really is. Um, and me and Coach Davis, we used to watch like Spurs games and watch, because he, he's like me, he's a film junkie. Man, we used to watch film. We used to 
talk about ball, talk about plays. The cool thing about Coach Davis is like sometimes he'd make a play and he'd let us like give suggestions and then he might change it or flip it around. So he, he was a cool dude, but he was he was in way over his head. You know what I mean? Like the first time you get the head coach is not at high school, not in college, not at a small yeah. college, it's at IU. You know what I mean? So that's that was tough. But you know, he was he was blessed the fact that you know he had Coach Knight's players. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it was probably we were probably it's probably like seven McDonald's, seven All Americans and like five Mister Basketballs from different yeah. states. Yeah. So he like he had he had good talent to work with. And um, so my my experience at IU it, it was it was fun as far as playing basketball and it was uh, very um enlightening as far as the schoolwork and it was just just a joy as far as being a student and just you know going through life and uh it's my first time being in like an eclectic cultural melting pot you know people from all different types of walks in life and that was cool but the basketball for me it was tough because i'm a player that's sacrificial so if a coach is like yo our bigs don't get it done aj we need you to go guard the bigs i'll be like cool i'll do it you know, so I was a player always like that. I was never thinking about me or looking out for me. It was always about the team first. And um, so it, it was, it was, it just, you know, like when you want to play basketball, you want to play for the coach. Like that's the cool thing about uh, picking a college. You get to pick the school you want to, with the coach you want to play for. Right. So like, I love Mike Davis, you know, don't get me wrong, but I wanted to play for Coach Knight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, you know, it's, it's over now, so I can't. <laughs> Man, I remember, I remember y'all, y'all, uh, you know, y'all marched to the tournament, it all watching all those games. So you, you actually played a national championship game. What was the that NCAA tournament run like? Because Cape and I, we played, we we were a part of the NCAA tournament. I think the most yeah. action we probably got is the the practice shoot around <laughs> that yeah. you get for that hour. <laughs> And even that felt like love, but just yeah, like was. what was what was that tournament like? <laughs> yeah. Well, number one, that tournament was crazy. So, like, so when when my best friend died in high school, Travis Davenport, he was best friends with Jeff Newton as well. So we got a little crew. We called ourselves PHC, the Penthouse Crew. Now the Penthouse was our was our homeboy Trey Reed. It was his basement. <laughs> so we called that the penthouse. <laughs> so we were the penthouse crew. So when, when Travis died, that's what made me want to go to school with Newt. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, we don't we don't have uh, anything promised. There's nothing, you know, nothing is going to last forever, so you think. So I said, yo, we'll go ahead and do that. And so um, when we were there, me and Newt, we saw it like our freshman year. We were like, yo, sophomore year, it's in, it's in Atlanta. We got to get there. And mm-hmm. so me and him, we made a promise to each other. We would do everything we possibly could to get there. And then, um, like, each round, man, it was just – it was it was thrilling and it was exciting. But, like, getting to Atlanta, I remember when we had our practice, my, my high school took all the kids that wanted to go, it, t- it took them to our practice. My practice is, like, maybe 5,000, 6,000 kids from my high school. Just, just going crazy. So that was that was a lot of fun and some I always remember. And then I always remember, I always remember like just 
just uh, winning the game, you know, winning that Final Four game and playing in the national championship. And that was a lot of fun to do that at home, you know, in front of 58,000 people. You know, that was that was just crazy. Y'all played Maryland, right? Y'all played Maryland in the championship game? Oh, yes. And they were loaded. We, we had that game, man. Till yeah. Juan, Juan Dixon woke up. <laughs> we, we had we had him on pretty good reps, man. He might have had like four or five. Yeah. And then man, he hit like 12 straight, bro. And I'm talking about hard buckets. I'm talking about on them people, on them, draped on them. Wow, wow, wow. Just and a couple off the bounce. What, uh, I feel what, like what Chris Wilcox do that game. My bad, Drew. But what Chris Wilcox? And then Chris, yeah, Chris Wilcox was the man. But see, Chris Wilcox, he he been a great player. You know what I mean? He had been a great player. Yeah, we, we grew up playing against him a little bit. He's from Whiteville, North Carolina. Yep. Yep. Uh, we and Drew, we, yeah, I, I, I think I played against him one time, uh, but just him being around, he was always the talk of the town uh, for some years, for sure. He was at, he was athletic in high school, but he got even more athletic when he got to Maryland. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he was. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, man. So me and Chris Wilcox played in this one All-American game in high school. And this kid, he was in the slam dunk contest. I was in it too. Man, this kid took off from like the free throw line and went between his legs, bro. I'm not lying. Like Chris Wilcox was an amazing athlete, man. Just, just uh, we, amazing. You're not talking about the round ball classic, are you? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. I think it was at uh, Wake Forest. It was at Wake Forest. Okay. Because I think he played at Wake um, Forest. I don't know if you remember. Uh, you remember Mike Bell? He played. Well, Tim was he, he went to NC State for a little bit, but then he he transferred. Yeah, 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 yep, 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 yep. Him and Wilcox on the same high school team. They senior year. <laughs> wow. They so every it. game it was like the Beatles, like a sellout, like everybody coming to see them. And I just remember like like them being just athletic. But what I really wanted to ask you was, I kind of feel like Kate might feel this way too. Like this person was really he had a, he had a lot of uh, a lot of. Notoriety, but we still felt like he was kind of underrated. It was Jared Jeffries, as far as how? Oh wow! Was. Hey, Jared, Jared, <laughs> Jared, Jared was highly underrated, and Jared came at the wrong time. Mm. Like if Jared would have came to the NBA nowadays, oh man, he'd be he'd be one of the most coveted players ever because he can guard all five positions. He can play. I hate to say he could play four or five positions, man. He definitely could play two, three, four, or five. Yeah. And in the NBA, he guarded two, three, four, and fives. But so it's like back in our days, they didn't want players. Like if right. you were a player that could do more than one thing, they were confused. Yeah. That's just how it was with me. Like when I came out and I was working out my workouts, they were confused. They were like, well, well how come you didn't do this in college? Well, how come? I said, well, man, you know, if they tell me to do this, to do that, then I have to do it. Like I'm not going to just right. not do it. But, but it's like now they want the multidimensional players. Yeah. But Jared was like, and the thing about Jared that makes Jared great, man, Jared is a excellent, he may he may be the best communicator I ever been around in my life. So he would communicate to all of us. He's the back of the defense. I, I, I'm a firm believer that your, your, your bigs have to be some right. of the most talkative people on the floor. Whenever you get talkative bigs, you get championships. You look at KG, you look at Paul Gasol, you look at Anthony Davis, right? Mm -hmm. You got a big that'll talk. And, and that'll move his feet back there, you're, you're going to be great. Yeah. So, yeah, Jared, Jared, to me, was one of the best uh, 
players at IU ever. And mm-hmm. and look, he had a pretty, he had a solid NBA career. Oh yeah, he was solid. You know, I oh think, no, no, yeah, I yeah, yeah. He, a lot I mean, of he, too, he right? made he made his money for sure. Hey, boatloads, boatloads. But you're right though. You know, today's game is so positionless, and he what he's yeah. six nine, long, slender. Could have man, I, I, I'm gonna tell you, it's like he said he was six. I, he said he was six nine. JJ seven feet tall. On God, he's six eleven at the least, but he's seven feet tall. JJ seven feet tall. Oh yeah, he was no lie. He was born at the wrong time. That's all. Like me too, man. I was supposed to be in the NBA. Wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was born at the wrong time. Um. Yeah. So, um. Oh well, real quick. So the championship game. Um. What I, I when I was doing research on you, so it wasn't a championship game. What would talk talk about that block that you're known for? Against okay, like, that Duke game. <laughs> what year were you? So like, listen, listen. So hey, I'm gonna I'm give that whole story about Duke. So okay. like, now I got mad, man. So our coach was like, Duke this, Duke that. You know, I love Coach Dave, but he's like, man, Duke has this, Duke has this, Duke has that. And so they were interviewing like Coverdale or Fife, one of them. And it was in the locker room like this, 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 Duke is this, Duke is. I said, hey, man, y'all keep talking about Duke this, Duke this. I said, hey, they just Duke. I said, they're not the University of Jesus Christ and the 12 <laughs> disciples. I said, they just Duke. They, I said, they got to put their pants on like me, one leg at a time. They put their shirt on one one arm at a time. I said, they just Duke. I said, it's, it's just basketball. It's five against five. I said, we can beat Duke. Yeah. And so I said that. Mm. I probably said that three days before the game. And then Coach Davis, he banned, he banned me from talking to media the rest of the year, bro. Because <laughs> he's like, boy, yeah, what are you doing? So I, 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 that's the thing about me. I'll put my foot in my mouth yeah. to make me have to show up and play. Um, and it's going to make everybody else. It's going to be like, hey, y'all better be ready because they about to come hit us in the mouth because, you know, they tired of me. Mm. And so for the listeners out there, just so y'all know who was on this Duke team, Jay Will. Oh, yeah. Michael Dunleavy, uh, Carlos, Carlos Boozer, Dante, Dante Jones, Dante Dante Jones. Jones. I'm they talking were, about A. They were loaded. They might have been Jesus Christ University. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dante, hey, they had they had six NBA players. Yeah, mm. yeah. They but, were, you know, but you're blocked though because that's you know that's what's been YouTube like a, a, a mm-hmm. bunch of times, and that's when I was doing my research. I had to go back and watch the clip. I'm like, what block they talking about? But it was the block. What year was that? Was that your sophomore year or first? Yeah, sophomore year. Okay. But it, it was it was it was it was a simple read for me. Now yeah. I'm telling you, I tell everybody the truth. I say my my idea was to go up there and, and knock the living you know what out of them. Yeah. You know, I was like, <laughs> I, you just ain't about to be dunking. I'm about to fire the crap out of you. Yeah. Because I seen Fife fight that switched on him, so he got the ball over the top. Then he went for the dunk. So I just went up and jumped up high as I could. I like I'm gonna jump up high as I can. And then I'm finna, I'm finna knock his head off. And then I just, <laughs> by some grace of God, I just kept rising. And yeah. then by the time, you know, I was done, I, I was over the top of him and I just put that one hand up. And I didn't, like, the thing is, I didn't really, like, block it. I just set him down. Like, right. I was on top of him and right. I set him down on the ground. Right. And then I took my hand off of it. But it was, I was awesome, man. Like, I, I started losing it after that. I was running, jumping around, screaming. Yeah, man, that, that clip was dope. And then I watched the rest of it and I, I remembered it all came back to me how Jay Will missed that free throw, I think, to mm-hmm. tie it up at the end. Or- yeah, but that, that's the thing, too, though. We, we, me and JJ. So me, JJ, and Jeff Newton, we all just got together like two weeks ago because it was Jeff Newton's birthday. So we went to Vegas. Okay. And we were all talking about 
Fife, because we was like, JJ, JJ said every time, and like I talk with Dane Fife all the time. You know, he's assistant coach to uh, Tom Izzo okay. up at uh, Michigan State. Okay. And he was like, yo, man, because JJ said it on the floor. He's like, yo, we get back to the locker room, man. I'm killing Fife. You're like, hey, y'all hold him down. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. Because, see, Fife's crazy. Like, even in the timeout, we was like, hey, don't foul. If they shoot a three, let them shoot it. If they, whatever they do, don't foul. And he go up there and chest bump the joker while he hit a three. <laughs> and then Coach Davis lose his mind. Coach Davis on his knees like, man, what, what are you doing? Yeah. And then, and then, and then JJ look at that fight like, I'm going to kill him. And yeah. then I just remembered that he shot 59% from the free throw line. So I'm just like, I'm like, oh, these off. He don't miss this. He don't shoot for 59%. 59% is 59%. Like, I, I, that's what I do. I talk, I talk that stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, he, he going to miss this. And then he missed it. Man, then that was, it was it. game. That was yeah, game. that was it. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's, that's still probably one of the classic games in the tournament. Oh, definitely. It definitely is, though. Definitely is. Because mm. it don't make no sense. <laughs> it don't. <laughs> it don't. I'm, I'm happy I was on the right side that time. Yeah, they, they definitely was loaded. So you kind of just talked about it in your recruitment process, man. And, and you know how things are changing now with uh, this talk about pay for play. What's your thoughts mm -hmm. on student athletes being paid? Man, you know what? It's it's a difficult, it's a difficult slope, right? Very slippery slope to ride, uh, very steep mountain to climb. But I will say it, it needs to be done because it's like for me, example, I think I had highest selling jersey in the Big Ten for my four years. So they might have sold like seventy five to eighty thousand of my jerseys, something crazy like that. Wow! In four years, so it's a whole lot of money, man. That I if you could have got, didn't get, you know, a whole lot of people <laughs> yeah. run around with tools. Um, the school kids, you know, I got the shirt in the other room. I don't want to go get it, but yeah, they sold uh, t shirts. It was a spark plug. It was like this spark plug, like the real spark plug piece, right? And it had AJM. My, my initials, because they couldn't put my name, and it had number two on the spark plug. And it said, who's a spark plug? They sold mm -hmm. all them T-shirts out every home game, right? So I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, 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 yeah. And, and then I'm going home, and I'm eating ramen noodles. <laughs> or, or I'm eating free steak and shake, right? Because, you know, steak and shake was a sponsor. Right. Or I'm eating some free Fazoli's, because they was a sponsor, right? But I'm like, I'm like, okay, you know, but see, the part where it gets tricky is, all right, so you got the basketball players getting paid, because those are the ones who get paid, like the good basketball players. You got some of the great football players getting paid, or you could just pay the whole team, because football generates billions upon billions upon billions. Right. All right, now you're talking about the other sports. I don't really know, you know. All the rest of the sports, I mean, you got some soccer teams that are great, you know, so some of them would get paid. You, right. you got, but you got very little athletes that are really be getting paid, and so now you're talking about paying just a small percentage. So I believe that, you know, here's my here's my type deal. I think that they should give every athlete, I say at least ten to fifteen k for every year they're in college. Mm -hmm. So you make it your freshman year and you leave, all right, 10, 15K. You sophomore year, 30, 30 to 40K next year. And so by the time they leave, they can leave with a decent little nest egg, you know, 
anywhere from 60 to, 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 to 40,000 to start off with. And, that, and that's good. But, I, you know, and then like, so for the people that are making like, you know, the people like say like a me, then you get, you got to negotiate something with them where all right, they get a percentage. Because I do feel like it's, it's getting crazy. It's getting wild. I mean, like, even that game, like, I remember that that they started that. You know how it was always Bulls versus Lakers, Bulls versus Celtics, Bulls versus Suns. The EA Sports game, yeah. where they started the basketball game when I was, like, junior in high school. So, even after I went, like, after we went to the national championship, the next year on the game, I was, like, one of the best players on the game. I was, like, a 93 <laughs> overall. Like, so I'm, like, I'm, like, yo, it, you got kids playing games as me. You got people wearing my shirts. You got people wearing my T-shirts with, with me on them, like that literally have my name and my number on them. So I'm like, you know, it's just, it's just, it's a, it's just difficult to, um, to kind of comprehend because now you have to do some weird type of math or unconventional thinking. So yeah, I'm yeah. glad I don't have to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. almost like they just they it's like they tried to milk the athletes for too much right it's like they do they do and and, 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 and the one thing i don't like too is like you know how the coaches and the trainers are man they'll tell you you fine and you can play knowing you can't play <laughs> bro like hey listen so i'm gonna tell you the story i don't tell anybody this story the reason why i wore a t-shirt was why listen people thought i wore it because it was cool <laughs> I only wore a t-shirt one year. Mm-hmm. My sophomore year, we played Texas in a great Alaska shootout. So our first game was against Alaska Anchorage. Our next game was against D-Wade. I remember telling Coach, man, my coach thought I was nuts. I told Coach, like, so we played Alaska Anchorage, then Marquette played Tennessee, right? So we played the winner of that game. Tennessee was loaded. They had Vincent Yarborough. They had all these people, right? Ooh. D-Wade had 30. 12 and eight, his first game. And I told my, I said, coach, man, he Jordan, man. He was like, man, he said, get out of here kicking and all. I said, coach, he Jordan. I said, coach, you got to give me some help, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we, we ended up losing the game by like three or four at the end. And at the end, he was like, Moya, you may be right. Because <laughs> yeah. that dude was crazy. But then the next game we played uh, Texas, right? So Texas had TJ Ford. They had Royal Ivy. They had uh, Chris Owens. They, they had a whole bunch of athletes. But Royal Ivy, man, you know, I like Royal, man, but he dirty, man. That joke yanked my shoulder out of place. So he popped my shoulder out of place. Like, mm. it ripped. So it, I tore my rotator cuff, and I tore something else in my shoulder. I went up to a basket and just banged it real hard to pop it back in place, kind of, and I finished that game. And then after that game, they got I got the MRI on it. They said it's ripped up, it's tore, it's this, is that. And I remember, you know, I was talking with Newt. I was like, no, nah, man, we got to go to this championship this year. And then my team was so good that I was like, no, nah, I'm going to go. I'm just going to play. And I'm going to get surgery after the season. So each, like, it was bad. Like, by, by like, February, I couldn't even practice, bro. It was like mm-hmm. my, shoulder used, my shoulder used to pop out two to three times a day. Now, picture that. You got a shoulder popping out of place two, three times a day, every day. And they, they out of place. that's like some of the worst pain to your shoulder pop. Oh, it's the worst pain in the world, bro. It's the worst pain in the world. And oh. then when it's out, of, and then sometimes it'll pop out of place and it couldn't get back in. So mm. sometimes I need, like, I had to go to special people to pop it back in. So 
it was painful, man. So people didn't understand. I had a T-shirt. That's why I had like a white T-shirt that used to show underneath it. Because I had a white T-shirt on. I had the uh, the shoulder brace harness. Man, even at one point, I had to get a rip, some rip padding because I cracked my ribs. And then I was, then I had another T-shirt on on top of that. I had one of those big baggy T-shirts on on top of it so it could cover up all that stuff because the shoulder because the shoulder brace thing went down almost to my elbow. So that's why I had such a baggy T-shirt. I th- I was, that's why all the rest of the I, was, years, I didn't have a T-shirt. I, I just thought you were swole. I was like, dang. <laughs> nah. And, and that's the thing. I, went, I, went, I wasn't that big, too. People was like, man, you was, you was chunky. I'm like, look, bro, I, I wasn't. I, like, sometimes when they when they do that, I'll be like, all right, I got to show them, like, tape. I'm like, like, look at me here. This is my freshman year. Bro. This is earlier in my sophomore year. Look, this is before that. So how did yeah, how, but, he, how did he pop your shoulder out, though? What play? What what do he do? Royal Ivy. How did he pop it out? Oh, man. That man, uh, that man did something dirty, man. Like I, like, I was going to the basket, and then he, he just yanked my arm, bro. Oh. He just yanked it. Like, I made a move, went around him. He just yanked my arm, bro. Hard, bro. The ref call it, but you know I, it's not dirt. Like he's he's just he's he's a crazy, and he want to win, but man, not at the expense of my arm, man. <laughs> <laughs> that took me like that, that took like eleven months off my life to try to get back right after that one. Oh my God, That's man, crazy, I'm trying to imagine that, like man. And then so we kind of look up after you after you get done with college, you're done. You played professionally overseas. What what was that experience like? And then kind of like you know some of the who were some of the guys you played against over there? Man, the, the experience overseas was great, man. It was life changing because anytime I, I tell people all the time, anytime you have an opportunity to go overseas to to, to kind of embrace the culture and kind of see and kind of grow. So I, you know, I, I man, I was in Iceland. I was in um. Then I went to Germany. Then I was in uh, Belgium. Then I was in uh. uh turkey for a little bit then i was all i was all over the place right but the, the beautiful thing about it is like you get to see people in their, in their true essence like you get to see how people live in one culture and like how things you we thought were cool probably aren't the coolest and like <laughs> how things that we took for granted right but really should not be taken for granted because you know each country's different it was just a great experience because um you know, I got to see life uh, through many different eyes. I got to experience life in many different ways. And uh, being a kid, you know, from the inner city of Atlanta, Georgia, right? And, and you know, everything was shouted. <laughs> everything with this, everything with that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then growing up and then um, understanding that, hey, it's okay to uh, use vernacular <laughs> of words that, that are more than two or three syllables or one syllable. <laughs> And, and just in learning life and being able to take in customs and being able to take in different languages uh, all across the globe, man, it was it was real insightful and real helpful. And it kind of gave me a, a well, it did it did give me a broader uh, worldview. Yeah. Mm. Hey, and I talked to one of my homeboys the other day. He said he played because uh, I was like, man, guess who we about to interview the other uh, on Wednesday. And I said your name, and he was like, "Man, I played against him over in Germany, um, Dominique Jones." He said, "Oh man, Dominique Jones is my buddy, bro. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> my buddy. That's, that's our guy. Like he was, he was the guy when we were there. Like he was the D Wade, 
Hey, I know he was. Hey, Dominique Jones is real, bro. Real. Real. He's one of the toughest dudes. I, so we, I played against him maybe three to four years of my career. Like, okay. he was tough, too, bro. He was a tough out, bro. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, man. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord, Della. <laughs> Please, baby. But yeah, hey, but he was he was he was probably one of the toughest people I ever had to guard in my life. Real tough. He had to guard him every day in practice, so I, I believe it. <laughs> no, no, I couldn't do that. Like I feel for that. I I'd have to get my angles taped and retaped every day if I had to guard him. Hey, but yeah. the thing about D Jones, and this is why me and Drew just I mean, you you've been around, he said y'all hung out a few times in the clubs or whatever, yeah. but mm-hmm. oh, Dominique. It's probably the best human being I've ever been around in my life, dog. Like nah, I'll say that. So good at basketball. He never carried it like he was the guy ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was he was in my wedding. I was his in his wedding, man. We we rolled tight for real. He's just a great dude, man. So yeah, when I said oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, when I said Janae, he's like, Yeah, man, I, I hooped against AJ over there in Germany. We went out to he said it was yeah. a club y'all went to that all the guys kind of went to over there that y'all used to hang out in sometimes. He, he probably talking about city department. Okay. <laughs> I think matter of fact, I think that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, C D. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, he said y'all was cool over there, man. And um, but uh who were others who are some other guys you played against over there? Some names we might know. Oh man, William Avery. Um, okay. Got drafted the NBA, played at Duke. Yes, sir. Um, Chris Owens, of course, played at Texas. He was in the NBA a little bit on the Timberwolves. Yeah. I mean, shoot, on my team, I I played with DeAndre Hewlett. He got drafted in the NBA. Um, I, I played with so 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 many different uh, players. Devin Green played on the Lakers when they oh, won the championship. Yeah, yeah. He went to, um, went to Hampton. There. I played. I played against Martin Gortat. Gortat. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I played when he was like nineteen. He was on. He was on a real good team. Is that and, the? Uh, is he the big to play with the Wizards? The ball head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he was on. He's Dwight Howard back up at first in, at mm-hmm. Magic when they was in the finals. Yeah. Okay. So I, I play. I played with and against man. Many um, many many great players, man. Man, played against hey that one dude Brian Brian Rush though Breon Rush, he's real bro. He might be best player I've played against in my life, bro. I don't know where he, I don't know where he went to college, bro. He had to go to like a small college. That dude, that dude is real, bro. That dude is very real. So I was thinking with that first name you named, man. You know, Cape and I, we North Carolina, so we we AC country. William yeah. Avery, we was. He, we thought we always thought he was ahead of his time with that one and done. Right? He was, he was, he was. But see, he was a point guard that could really shoot it. But back in them days, point guards weren't supposed to shoot; they supposed to just pass. He was real boy. You know, he's from Georgia, so he's from Augusta. He's from the South. Mm, he's from okay. country, country. So that was my boy. But yeah, yeah. Man, I, I probably played against a lot of great players. I just can't remember them all right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was like, and we, and we, Kevin, we're not, we're not Duke fan. We all, we, we always like Carolina, yeah. but uh, I think two of our favorites is probably William Avery and Corey McGetty. It's just as far as like this athletic. Hey, McGetty, <laughs> hey, bro, that's my, that's my dog right there, man. He is a ridiculous athlete, man. ridiculous. And he made. A I remember that one. Dunk, remember that one dunk he had. 
Which at Duke, right? where he was so high, we did a ten he got off the rim and he hit the top of the glass. Though, like he smacked like the top of the glass, bro. I was going crazy, man. I did that the next day in my high school game. <laughs> I got to say. So, so my cousin, so my cousin and him are the same class. Mickey D, All American, mm-hmm. Jason Capel. They, they, we, they were in the same class, and so I Jason Capel is your cousin. That's my first cousin. <laughs> oh, bro, because I, hey, I was looking at your name. I'm like, man, I wonder if he, does he know Jason? Yeah. Oh, so you, yeah, you the other? Huh? Yeah, both of you, Jeff, Jeff, both of them <laughs> your cousins. I'm, I'm the other we one. Man, come on, know. man. I'm the other one. Don't nobody know about dog. I'm the other one. Nobody know about Jeff at VCU. <laughs> Yo, but hey, I, I, I guess Jason, Jason Cable. Yeah, I, I dropped 21 on them. I won <laughs> Hey, good, good. I'm glad they yeah, played a game that game. <laughs> I'm glad they played, y'all. But look, I saw I saw Corey McGetty in the McDonald's All-American game in Norfolk. I was at the game. And so it was Corey McGetty, uh, Ronald Curry, Jason. Uh, what's my man's name that played uh, Drew for Indiana Pacers, got drafted from New Jersey? Had a Al Harrington. Al Harrington. Oh, um, Al's the man. That's my boy too. Yes, Brett Nelson, Ted Dupay, all these guys. Yeah. So hey, I'm bro, just, Ted Dupay is a monster. Uh, little Joker. Could that boy averaged almost fifty in high school. In high school. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. Crazy. But no, I saw Corey McGetty, man, in high school, and I kept thinking to myself, I was a sophomore at the time. I said, man, I don't think I'm good enough. If like these are the guys that I'm nah, like, bro. Hey, look, look, bro, listen. You talking about Corey McGet, bro? No, Yo. that dude is that dude's a Greek god, bro. That dude's body is freaking nature, man. <laughs> you can't compare yourself to Corey McGet, man. Hey, and Quentin Richardson was in that class too. And so I'm I'm seeing these guys. I'm like a sophomore in high school because Jason graduated in '98. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at these dudes like, man, I got to get in the lab. I, I mean, I got to figure this thing out because them dudes was only two or three years older. But like you said, all them guys I just mentioned pretty much play pro. I mean, they ended up going mm-hmm. to the league. <laughs> but, but see, Darius Miles, man, that was the dude in my years. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yo, D-Miles, like, it, I, I tell D-Miles all the time, I say, boy, you was born about 10 years too soon, bro. Oh, man. Because imagine, imagine Darius Miles nowadays, 6'9", like a PG. Max and hop yeah. like stupid like that man he he, he terrorized it but back I'm, then it was like they always try to find people and put them at one position mm-hmm. like whereas that's why i love lebron james because he came in the game and he changed it because he showed he showed him like look you can be positionless you can play and do everything you can be the scorer you can be a shooter you can be a passer you can be a rebounder you can be a defender you can be and that's the one thing I love about Bron. Yeah, so, man. I'd be so you know, mad now with Darius Miles because he played he played around that time where we remember him, but it's like we can't go look up highlights of him. No, nah, and that's the thing you can't <laughs> you can't see highlights of me. He's like it's like it's like my gener like my generation is like we all lost. We lost, man. Like if you if you from two thousand nine or, or or later, you good. You out there. Yeah. But if you if you like two thousand two. To to earlier, nah, it's 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 a wrap. It's a wrap. It's him, a wrap. I would like to say him and Melo. I know because I know they always talk about how nice Melo was. Yeah, but hey, Melo was a real bro. 
said Melo. Was- hey, Melo was unreal. Melo's still Mello. unreal, man. Yeah. Bucky. 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 Man, Melo got a crazy work ethic, man. I don't, I don't think people understand how hard he works, man. Yeah. That boy crafts, man. He crafts. And his body better now than it was. You know, ten years ago. Exactly. That speaks to exactly. what he's doing. He don't have to do. He already a Hall of Famer, but he still. You could tell the guys that love who. Bro, he already a Hall of Famer. He already paid. He already. Yeah. He, he already him. Yeah. He already him. But he he, he just loved he just loved to compete, man. And he loved getting better. Yeah, yeah. So um, you end up having to retire, and I didn't know this, AJ. I, I mean, when I read this, I think that's why Gerald wanted us to connect because he told me he's like, man, he got a hell of a story. And so then I went and read, read, uh, read up on it, but you end up having to retire early. You know, talk. I mean, I obviously I read up on it, but talk about that, man. Like, what was that like? What happened? And that was crazy. What you know? Obviously, I had, I had a stroke, man. I was born with a hole in my heart, so my whole life I was like, man, I can't breathe. And they just take me to the doctor, and the doctors give me an asthma pump. I was like, look, I don't wheeze. I just can't. I can't breathe. And so I used to train. I just trained, 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 ran, 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 ran. I got in the craziest shape. So they said I had a hole that was about like that, and I ended up shrinking it about to that. Mm. And so uh, I had so many concussions because I played hard. So I probably had like three or four concussions in my life. But I got a concussion in practice like the day before I played against Marco Killingsworth. Played at IU, but he played at Auburn. He was a killer. But I was about to play him. Um, that day in the in the FIBA Euro Cup, and then um, I got hit in the head and I had a, a stroke. Right, I didn't know it. And then a uh, man, I, I woke up the next day. I couldn't see, couldn't walk, couldn't talk. And I, by the grace of God, I was able to get to the gym. And then you know, I blacked out. And um, you know, I always remember the crazy thing about it is like I had a dream before. Mm-hmm. Well, I woke up and I couldn't walk and I couldn't talk and I didn't know anything. And then, you know, I, I did exactly what I did in the dream. And then I woke up, couldn't walk, couldn't talk, couldn't do anything. So I, I did exactly what I dreamed my, of myself doing to get to the gym. And I got to the gym and I passed out. And I remember, man, my whole life flashed before my eyes, man. Like I saw myself as a, like a baby, a little kid in, in middle school, high school, college, pro, and then it was gone. And then you know, I, I remember I just said, hey, God, let your will be done, not my will be done. Thank you for allowing me to live, you know, however long. And I was out. And then so for three days, I was just fighting to stay alive. And then luckily, you know, I was I came to, but I couldn't move the right side of my body and I couldn't speak and I didn't know anything. And uh, I remember they told my mother I'd probably like, like be brain dead or they said, you know, if I, if I get back some skill, I won't be able to walk or talk and, things of that nature. And then, you know, out of the blue, I remember it happened December like 15th and then like January 26th, I, I think I had a, I had, um, maybe January 26th, I had surgery. I mean, not surgery. I, yeah, I did have surgery actually. I had a surgery where they went into my heart and they closed the hole in my heart and they put something in my heart that's like, works as like a seal. So they say now I'm better than, they say I'm like the 99% of human beings. I don't know what that means, but they said I, that's what I am now. 
But then, <laughs> yeah, basically. And then, like, right after the surgery, like, the next day, I woke up, and then my memory started coming back. I started regaining us feeling on the right side of my body, and now I'm fine. So, mm-hmm. praise God, you know, but, you know. Yeah, so that's all I got for you. Yeah. I mean, how was it though? Uh, I mean, that's crazy that you you basically took an elbow to the temple, if, if I read mm-hmm. that right. And so yeah, I did. I mean, how old were you? How long were you into your professional? Career? I was 29. I was 28, 28, actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 10 that years was, ago. And so the doctor yeah. basically told you, you you were done. You couldn't hoop no more? No, look, they. They told me, like, once they put this thing in my heart, they said, yo, I could play. And so the thing was, I trained like a nut, man. I got back the summertime. My agent set something up. I had a whole bunch of teams there, a couple teams over here and and mostly teams overseas. I killed the workout. I had offers, all that. And then I just walked away, man. God put it in in my heart. Like, so to do what I'm doing now is the reason why. God, like, when I, when I was, um, kind of like in that funk of not knowing what I, who I was or what I was doing or anything. God had this number 500. You just say 500. Five, I used to just say 500 for some reason. And then I, I came to this thing where God wants me to help 500 souls uh, using the game of basketball and help them out. And then ever since then, it's been about seven, eight years. And then ever since then, I feel like he wants me to do more. Maybe it's 500,000. I don't know. So I just help people every day, man, because God put that in my heart to do it, man. So I, I love coaching, actually, man. It's crazy. I didn't. I, I never thought, like, well, training. You know, I never thought I would, like, well, I, I did because I love the game like that, you know. But it, it's real cool, you know. So I probably helped probably about 20 to 30 NBA guys. Um, WNBA, like Kobe had me working with. A lot of WNBA players, um, and then also uh, as well as high school, I train like some of the best high school players, you know, across the country. So you know, I'm just I'm I'm real grateful, and I love it. And so I, I love this uh, probably this third act of my life, right? Yeah. And you just threw out a name out there, so I gotta ask about Kobe Bean. You mm-hmm. you, you you knew him, or you got to know yeah. him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, you gotta, you gotta, he, he, you gotta share something, AJ, about that. <laughs> nah, nah, but he's 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 just like me, man. That's the, that's why we got along, cause we're we're the same. Where we're driven, and we're focused, and we're caring, and we're we're intense, but we're not like, you know, we could we could we could be assholes or jerks about it, but <laughs> it's like we notice everything, right? And so, like, I used to coach uh, with him. So he used to have me come down there and work out his daughter's team, or he had me come down there, bring one of my teams down there so his daughter's team could actually play against him. He was nuts like that. Like, so my guys were like two years older than his daughter's team, and he wanted them to play against us. And we were like one of the best teams in the, in the country. So, but that's, that's Cole, man. Cole, Cole, is, Cole is a great dude. And, you know, he's, we used to talk about everything. So like that, that morning, I remember he told me he was playing up at our gym. So he told me to bring my daughter up there because he said he wanted to meet my daughter, my youngest daughter. You know, he had met everyone else. And then um then that that happened, man. And that was, you know, it's there. It, it doesn't like for me, 
for me, it, it just doesn't feel real. No, no, and I know Same. Yeah, it doesn't feel real. No. And and it, it breaks my heart uh that G, you know, you know, with losing G, man, that, that that's tough, man. Losing Kobe's tough, and then losing all those girls. Like I, I knew all those girls. Yeah. Like I know List, I know Pepe, I know all like so. Uh, all the girls that that went, Christina, you know, the coach. Yeah. Like all those people, the family members. Like I knew every single soul on that chopper, and that that doesn't like that doesn't like it keeps me up sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Me and That's Drew, tough. Me and Drew. Uh, we feel the same, it's hard to believe, but we also really felt like, and Drew made a good point. He said, man, Kobe, you know, as great as he was, as great as he is, his legacy, he's gonna live forever, but- No, it, it does. He, yeah, he lives forever, but he didn't, the thing, you know, when you retire one of the best of all time, it's mm -hmm. like you finish playing, there's this, the rest of your life, you get treated Exactly. You you get the glory, right? Because while you're in it, you ain't you know you hoop you killing. You nah, he 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 went. He was never noticing it because he was always working. Right, right. So he never read press clippings. It was time for him to get his true glory, and he was getting. Yeah, it, you know what I mean, he was. Mm -hmm. He's this supposed to his curtain call years, really. Yeah, <laughs> man, you know, he was about to go in the Hall of Fame with KG and Tim Duncan. Yeah, and then take it a step further with Gigi. I feel like with, with the power that Kobe had and as great as you could see Gigi was about to be, and you probably know better than us that she was about to be that girl. She was my, like, like, listen, at practice, like me and Kobe used to joke like a lot because I'm like, yo, Gigi go harder than everybody out here, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, yo, man, I'm telling you, man, she wants it, man. She wants it. You know, because I remember the first time I said, I, I just asked, I said, hey, Kobe, listen. I said, Gigi really want to play like this? He's like, man, I'm telling you, you're going to love AJ. He's like, watch. And I loved her. She, she, she was so, like, ferocious. She's mean, bro. She's so mean. I wonder where she she, When she's playing way. ball, she's mean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know who she's not there for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. But, that's but tough. like, it's like, you, you never hear Kobe, like, he never got on her about that. Like, he was never like, yo, Gigi play tougher. It was, it was just her. Mm. You know? It was just her, like so she could. The thing I loved about G, she could, she could watch, and then emulate. Like you wouldn't have to tell her, she just watch, and the next thing you know, she's doing it, and then she's doing it. It's just in her game. Man, I know, kind of. You kind of basically answered our next question, but I, I kind of had to got to throw you a curveball with it though. So, like you said, you working with some of the top athletes around, right? Mm -hmm. How do you feel? How do you compare like this generation of student athletes you work with kind of to where you were coming up as far as, you know, like you said, you went, you went, you know, your first two years, like nobody knew you, but then all of a sudden you kind of blew up. But now you got guys that's like blowing up in like the eighth grade. Do you kind of, how do you see that? Like, I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it at all. I don't like it at all. Cause it's, it's kids like that I've worked with and kids that I know, and I won't say their names, but it's like kids, they, once they blow up, like a kid plays good at a tournament, gets seen, gets recognized, whatever. ESPN puts them in the top 10, top three, number one, whatever. The kids, most of the time, man, the kids lose it. And they, they get on this crazy, like, you know, you got kids that are talking like, like they're LeBron James and they're 16, 17 years old. So I, 
I don't like that, but you know, I do like the fact that the kids get to they get to learn real early about how to how to monetize certain situations, about how to carry themselves in the public eye, you know. So it's the kids they they get the, the maturation process starts at an earlier age, but uh, but then also it's the same, you know what I mean? Like when you talk about the the upper escalon players, the top tier players. It's still the same thing. They're driven by the game. Like the great players, all the great players are driven by the game. Like Kyrie and KD, this summer they came down and it was real cool because, you know, I got to assist in their workout some and it was crazy. Like KD is like, it's like he doesn't get paid to do this. Mm. He just loves it. Like Kyrie loves it. That's the thing. Like Kyrie, I think he might be the most misunderstood guy in the world. And, 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 and I can't say rightfully so, but you know, yeah, he does things and he really doesn't provide a valid ex, uh, explanation for them. So people take them this way and take them that way. Man, Kyrie works hard, man. He works so hard crafting his game. People don't understand the work ethic of these people. Like KD and Kyrie, they get to the gym like at eight, they may leave at two or three, you know, just working, crafting. So it's, it's, it's um, I don't think the people really understand the amount of work that these guys put in to make it look like, oh man, he's cold. <laughs> but they don't understand, like, no, that that dude really works on it, man. Yeah, that'd be. I guess that's one of the things like we kind of older now, man, that we really appreciate about like pros. Like we like we it means something. Like yo, that guy's a pro. <laughs> like he's a pro. Like he he does that. And then we so it's like you hope that the the, the next generation of kids, like those top athletes that they get it as well. Cause it's like, again, we don't see that. We just see like them just being just magnified and glorified. So it's like, man, I wonder if they really get it. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah. Like, KD just put on a show about an hour ago and it, it's like, you watching it to your point, you while we watching the finished project, the product of what those hours uh, are put in. But, um, I guess the final question, AJ, is, you know, what advice or message do you give to your players uh, consistently that, that want to make some of this thing? Well, man, first I got to give all glory and honor to God, man. So that's that's the person who is giving me the strength and giving me the wherewithal and giving me the focus and giving me the drive and giving me the glory and giving me the love and giving me the passion, right? It gives me everything that I ever had. So that that's who fuels me, right? And so I don't really enforce that on my players. But the thing that that uh, I think that separates me is like I'm more of a mental coach than I am like the actual basketball coach. I mentally make my players get to the point where working hard is just in their DNA, where caring about uh, doing a drill right or caring about making the correct reads or always keeping their head up while they're dribbling, having the mental discipline and, and, and the wherewithal to, to be engaged constantly. And so the thing I, I, I teach them is like, it's all about what do you have left at the end of games? What do you have left? And by left, I mean love, effort, focus, toughness. Those are the four things, four essential elements that I feel like everyone must have in life. And I love basketball, and I tell them all the time, love this game, play this game, play it the right way, 
play with everything that you have within you every time you get to play it because you never know when it may be over with. But use these lessons from this game and allow them to 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 kind of to kind of carry those lessons over into life, right? So if you if you work hard and, and you're focused and you have the love, you have the effort, you have the focus, you have the toughness, that can easily be transferred into life and, and, and the other skills. So um, you know, that that's my thing, man. And then it's always it's always ongoing. You know, like all my players, they know I care about them as people. So um, you know, you know, the ones that want to talk about other things other than ball, you know, we get into it. But um it's all about inspiring my kids, man. Every day I try to inspire them. Uh, every day I, I give them more. So um, just as they're not finished products, I'm not a finished product. So it's it's all about studying the game. It's all about, you know, watching the game. It's all about, you know, watching people. You know, I watch the game, man. I, I learn stuff from 15-year-old kids sometimes. Like, I learn stuff. Well, I watch the game. I may see a move a 12-year-old did on a 10-year-old kid, and it's like, wow. You know, so it's all about being mindful, being a sponge. We appreciate it, man. It's, it's a pleasure to have you on. Pleasure to meet you. And, uh, right. you know, uh, wishing you well and every and everything you got going on in the future, man. All right. Thank you for so much, man, for having me, man. Love y'all boys. Y'all boys, stay up. Yeah, hey, man. Stay safe out there, man. man take care. <laughs>